Okay, I actually have something special to tell you guys. So tonight, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to Locked On NFL YouTube pages to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. So anyway, I have a lot to uh, tell you guys, okay? Uh, I missed uh, posting an episode yesterday. I apologize for that. I was just very busy. I'll reveal why in a few moments. And also, it is game day for the New Jersey Devils as we play game three of four against the Philadelphia Flyers. And this is uh, going to be an interesting series since we snapped our 10-game losing streak. Everybody celebrate. I'm just kidding. You know, it's a it was a very ugly victory. And also, the New Jersey Devils, we have to play uh, the Flyers, including tonight, three more times. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I told you guys I usually want to make it up to you when I miss posting an episode. So, hopefully, this makes up for you. Got something special. So, buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Riders, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 12.34 a.m. Eastern Time, April the 29th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, I just have to tell you guys in advance, you guys know that I try my best to put out an episode each and every day for you guys about all the things that happened to the New Jersey Devils. However, I was unable to do so in yesterday. So, like, if you hadn't checked out yesterday's episode, it's basically a joke because there was no new episode yesterday due to the fact that uh, I had two baseball games. I was playing on a AAA minor league field, uh, by the way, if you didn't see uh, my tweet by Locked On Devils. And also, it is finals week for my school, so I am almost done with uh, my junior year of college. So, obviously, it's a little hectic right now. So, I apologize I wasn't able to get to an episode uh, last night. But, you know, the reason for that was, like I told you, two baseball games. And right after that, I had to get right back to work. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't squeeze in an episode. But anyway, I'm proud of the New Jersey Devils. I'm proud of our boys for finally ending our 10-game skid. And, by the way, there's something I want to mention. I could have sworn that I read an article saying that the New Jersey Devils were done wearing their reverse retro jerseys, which is, you know, their green jerseys. I thought they were done wearing that for the rest of the year because if you guys remember about uh, like weeks ago, I said this was the last time that they were going to wear it. I saw tweets. I guess they decided to bring it back for this special occasion. But, you know, um, I don't I don't know uh, what, what the case was. But anyway, uh, maybe they should keep those green jerseys. So anyway, the New Jersey Devils, we finally uh, get back into the win column. We beat the Philadelphia Flyers by a score of 6-4. to four, And by no means was this an easy victory. And the New Jersey Devils, well, you know, they did New Jersey Devil-like things, which is they blew a lead. And they were able to, this time around, they were able to keep it for the most part. So, you know, there's that. So, obviously, we went up 3 to nothing thanks to Heizer, Zaka, and Wood. And then, unfortunately, the Flyers tie it up. Then Carrick is able to get his first goal and make it 4-3. to three. And then we blew it once again. It's tied. But then again, you know, it's the New Jersey Devils. And the two-goal lead is always the worst lead in hockey. So, 
Luckily, uh, Sharon Govich was able to get the game-winning goal, and then Malsev, you know, put the final nail in the coffin, and that uh, ultimately gave us the win. So, you know, I'm like I said, it wasn't a pretty victory by any stretch of the imagination, but at the same time, I'm just happy we got back into the win column. That's all I could say, because if you guys remember, I changed my Twitter to Locked On Devils, which is, you know, I, I made it Locked On uh, DVI and then 10 L's and then S, so, because, you know, we were on a 10-game losing streak and it sucked. But anyway, I told you guys, usually when I miss an episode, I try to make it up to you guys. So uh, really look forward to this week because I think you guys uh, are going to like it because I have something big special planned. But I'm not going to reveal any details for right now, but I have something special planned. But for today's episode, we're actually going to talk to Rachel and Danielle of Locked On Flyers. And we're going to do a special crossover in which we discuss this four-game series against the Flyers. Because remember, this is the last time we're going to play them this year because, you know, the year is already winding down. And, uh... Yeah, we're going to, you know, give overall our opinions on our respective teams, where we're at right now, what to expect in this series. It's a lot uh, to digest, and I hope you guys enjoy it because this uh, was fun to do because, like I told you guys, the Flyers have had their struggles this season, and so have the Devils. So, you know, we need to wallow in our own self-pity. And, uh, by the way, the Flyers were just the most disappointing team uh, you know, in the NHL, in my opinion, because here's a team that was supposed to finish like tops in the Mass Mutual East Division, but that obviously didn't happen, and that obviously won't happen because they are eliminated from the playoffs. So, uh, you know, I, I want to get their side of the story to see what's been going on for the Flyers this season and overall what can we expect. So, I hope you guys enjoy it. But first, we need to take care of some business. We need to, you know, discuss some live reads. And the first live read this morning, it comes from rockauto.com because you guys know how much I love talking about those chain stores. So, uh, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing the prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part consumers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts to tail lamps, oils, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com everybody and the second live read comes from blue nile so uh you know 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today rings sure to bring joy into her life using only diamonds responsibly sourced from botswana 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement mother's day or simply a beautiful conversation piece that must be a very uh, good conversation piece i must say so they're a perfect way to bring light into her life they're available now through mother's day only on BlueNile.com, just search for the words 10 by 10 So uh, this collection features high-quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can get her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for a perfect, unique ring, she'll treasure forever. You're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them by searching the words 10 
by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Get on a knee and propose to her, guy, because, you know, trust me, I know she'll say yes. So anyway, it's time to get into the crossover with Danielle and Rachel of Locked On Flyers, so let's take it away. Okay, it's time for a crossover now, and joining me is Rachel and Danielle, all the way from Locked On Flyers. Guys, this is the second time we've done a crossover together, but first and foremost, how are you guys doing? Uh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it has been a very peculiar and disappointing season for the Flyers, you could say. Well, a lot has certainly changed uh, because, like I told you guys, this is the second time we're doing a crossover. And obviously, our teams were kind of in different positions than we are now, to say the least. And I think it's safe to say that we've fallen from grace and that we completely suck right now. And you guys suck for snapping our 10-game losing streak. So, you know, I just got to put that out there. So, Overall, uh, I, I guess you you just hit uh, the first question, which is like overall satisfaction with our team. So let's talk about the good, bad, and surprising and X factor. So overall for the Philadelphia Flyers, what went well for them this season? I would say Joel Farabee. He's had a really good sophomore season. And uh, yeah, I think he hit all of the goals that I think fan the fan base wanted him to reach. Um, he's gained weight. He has been playing well. He's been using his size, his speed and his skill. And we've been seeing um, that skill that uh, that was highly touted when he was drafted. So I think that's definitely a bright spot for the Flyers this season is just the way that Joel Farabee has blossomed. And I would add to that Oscar Lindblom's return to play. I think, you know, it was just so great to see him come back to play a full season at all but to have him I think steadily improve over the course of the season and you can see he's slowly getting back into shape he's got his hands are coming back he scored a couple goals recently and so it really feels like he's going to be like full steam ahead starting next season and given everything he's been through it's just a a really cool story. All right. So we talked about the good. Um, and I think I need to tell you guys what went well for the New Jersey Devils, despite a very, very disappointing year. And I would say it would have to be our young guys, because I feel as though uh, we've developed in the right direction of just having a lot of great young pieces added to our roster. So obviously you guys know about our captain, Nico Heizer. He's the youngest head captain in the entire NHL. Uh, you talked about uh, someone gaining weight for the Philadelphia Flyers. Well, um, uh, Jack Hughes was sort of in the same situation in which he needed to gain weight as well in order to be effective. And I don't know if you guys have noticed the past few games or not when we have to play you, but even though Jack Hughes sometimes, you know, doesn't score or doesn't do anything, he's still creating opportunities for his teammates, you know, like down the lane and just trying to overall, you know, better his teammates. Now, if he had just better, like, um, I guess, a support system around him, like with more expertise, I feel like his point total will be much, much, much higher. But overall, I think, uh, you know, when I'm noticing Jack Hughes, he's setting up his teammates for great centering tries. He's not getting pushed off the puck as much as he did last season. And overall, Lindy Ruff uh, really trusts Jack Hughes in, you know, like leadership situations. Like there's been a couple of times where Lindy Ruff has had to talk to the leaders of the team and he's included Jack Hughes. He's talked nothing but good about Jack Hughes to the press, about uh, his leadership. And even though he doesn't wear, you know, the A on his chest, I fully believe that Jack Hughes will become 
one of New Jersey Devils assistant um, captains next season. And then obviously we have Sharon Govich, who uh, was a big surprise for us. Ty Smith is in the running or was in the running for the Calder Memorial Trophy. No chance he wins it. But the fact that he was still getting that attention for at least the mutual mass uh, East division, you know, that that says a lot because it, it just goes to show that he's one of the best rookies out East. And I don't think anyone can deny that. It, it's just unfortunate that his team, uh, isn't good so he can't get that same notoriety and um, overall I, I just like the development of our young guys we have Alexander Holtz who's finally playing in the AHL I don't expect to see him this season I think they're going to be very patient with them because there's no point in bringing him up especially when there's only a few games left in the regular season because you know you don't want him to um, or maybe 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 you could bring him up and just give him a couple games because obviously that won't count for his rookie season but you know, I don't really see any reason uh, bringing him up if I'm being completely honest. And then, you know, um, yeah, just 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 the young guys development and overall going in that right direction for us, I think is key for the New Jersey Devils to uh, be be a much better team next season. And um, I just have a quick question for you guys while we're on the topic of good things that are happening to our team. Uh, where did you guys realistically think the Flyers were going to finish? Because I had you guys going to the playoffs in my prediction. But you guys clearly, you know, uh, missed the mark just a tad bit. You've had a few ugly games. You've had a few misfortunes. Where did you realistically put the Flyers to finish this season? I, I have them. I'm pretty sure I had them like second in the division. I expected them to go to the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And I had them at third, if I recall correctly, when we did our preseason predictions. So, yeah, definitely not the outcome that we had anticipated okay so uh that kind of leads into the bad so we talked about the good now we got to talk about the bad and the ugly so uh what went wrong for the uh flyers this season because it seems like goaltending and defense similar to us was your guys's main downfall and i think the last game really shows you know just the uh high amount of bad defense and goaltending that we were seeing with both respective teams because as uh, both of you know, New Jersey came out victorious by a score of six to four, and that snapped our 10 game losing streak. But overall, it's just like, you know, it, it, it's not really a satisfying win. So, uh, you know, I'm getting a little off topic. What 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 went wrong for uh, the Flyers this season? I think we were just talking about this when we were recording Locked on Flyers, but the prevailing theory is that somebody somewhere made a deal with a demon of some sort because almost everything that could go wrong did go wrong this season. Uh, just, yeah, goaltending was a big issue that it was just not right across the board. And, you know, you sort of maybe expect one goaltender to go through a slump or to have a rough patch or something, but to have both your goaltenders just not be playing well at the same time is not great when you're trying to win games now. And then of course, Carter Hart was given some time off uh, practice for a bit, came back and actually was playing quite well, we thought, and then got injured. So it's just been like a lot of bad luck and unfortunate circumstances on the goaltending front. But I don't know, Danielle, do you want to tackle the defensive woes? Uh, yeah, I mean, just defensive laps from everyone, like the forwards to the defensemen. It just has not been um, a good season for the Flyers. And for whatever reason, they are just unable to get to their forecheck consistently. 
um, and they're just unable to to be able to do that for all four lines. And one other thing that we've noticed is that a lot of our younger guys that we expected to take a step forward, um, minus Joel Farabee, uh, that has not happened this year. And, you know, there was a hole going into the season that Matt Niskanen, um, that where he was, and that was just unable to be filled. And from then on, it just, the defense has never looked consistently good. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that Niskanen is gone and the fact that the forwards just are not playing well defensively. So there's just, I mean, like Rachel said, it seems like every aspect of the Flyers has just not hit the mark. And there's been a lot of players that taken, uh, will have taken a step back. And not on the younger player side, but with Shane Gostisbehere, you know, that was a roller coaster this season where he definitely was not playing well for a while, but he really picked up his game and was scoring goals and really helping the power play start to maybe look slightly better than it had, which, you know, that's not a hard thing to do when the whole thing is a disaster. But that being said, he was playing really well. And after he went through waivers, some switch got flipped and he was really strong and was able to really lead the, whatever pairing he was on and whoever they threw with him, he made it work. And then he got hurt again. So it's just, it's just another case of bad luck going up against a player on the rise. So I can totally relate to you guys in terms of like bad uh, net minding, because obviously Mackenzie Blackwood, uh, I had him in contention for maybe winning a Vesna trophy this season, but obviously after what has transpired, the past uh, I'd say month or so that is obviously out of the question and it's so far-fetched that it's not even funny and I can totally relate to you guys on both uh, aspects of just having bad net minding and also just having poor defense and overall players just not really stepping up like certain players I just want to be clear because it's not everyone you can't blame everyone for not stepping up but I think the um, biggest disappointments from my personal uh, perspective would have to be uh, Andreas Janssen and Ryan Murray. Uh, P.K. Subban is what you see, what you get kind of player. And overall, I think the disappointing part was when we traded Zajac and Paul Mary away for essentially nothing because that left a huge void in our offense. And overall, you know, the young guys, are they're out there to just get some reps in, go running and blazing and gunning. But obviously, um, there's only so much that they can do. And experience can take you so far in this league or in any other sport uh, that you can think of. So, Obviously, I think it's a lack of experience for the New Jersey Devils. But as for uh, Janssen, like uh, he scored a goal a couple days ago or a couple games ago, but it was like his first goal in like 23 something games. And I was just like, wow, it was really that long since the last time Janssen scored a goal. Like uh, and, and he got injured, uh, you know, uh, thanks to you guys a, a couple of games ago. And, um, uh, you know, uh, still there's no word on him. Uh, in, in terms of that. And, you know, I heard reports that this is very possible the last time that we were going to see uh, Janssen play in a Devils uniform because they might try to ship him during the offseason. And then obviously we have Ryan Murray, who uh, was just a big disappointment. We were supposed to pair him along with P.K. Subban, and they were supposed to be, I guess, diamonds in the rough. Like, you know, you got Subban, a former Norris Trophy winner, and then you got uh, Murray, 
who was the former uh, second overall pick from a few years ago. One of the best passers uh, in terms of defensive men. Obviously, he got hurt a lot. And overall, like, you know, if, if you had a really good Subban, a really good Murray, and also Ty Smith was continuing to do what he does, you actually have a pretty good blue line right there. And then, obviously, I wish Severson could have done what he did last season, but he's been off the mark as well. And then in terms of goaltending, you know, uh, Scott Wedgwood, he got off to a really good start. And I was on my high horse for Scott Wedgwood. In fact, uh, I, I wrote an article about him for my for the hockey writers. And I said that he was sort of like that diamond in the rough. And I feel as though he deserves, uh, you know, to sign a longer term contract with the New Jersey Devils. Obviously, he's only signed for one year. But after, uh, you know, what's transpired, I still need to give Scott Wedgwood uh, credit where credit is due because the Devils do have three shutouts this season and two of them belong to Wedgwood and the other belongs to Blackwood. And then Dell is only signed to one year as well. Dell has been a huge disappointment and he was supposed to, you know, be Corey Crawford's replacement, but he lost that to Scott Wedgwood and overall for Aaron Dell, he's been very disappointing as well. So in my opinion, you know, obviously we still have Blackwood signed for a few more years. I'd say sign Scott Wedgwood to one more year and give it sort of like a tryout. And then you just let go Aaron Dell and just say, see ya. And hopefully you don't fall out of the league, but you know, overall, I could totally relate to you guys in terms of like just bad uh, goaltending, bad defense, and overall just, I, I, I guess, not producing enough offense. But, you know, when you're losing 9-1 to the Rangers, I'm, I'm sorry, I just had to say that, you know, it certainly doesn't help your case. But, uh, you know, we, we've talked about goaltending issues, but have there any, have there been any like surprising or, you know, maybe an X factor for your, your team, like just overall, just something that, um, you know, you can uh, positively take away and maybe see more of in the future? I don't know about positively, but I, I will say that for both the Devils and the Flyers, like COVID has had a tremendous impact, I think, on both teams. Seasons. Amen to that. Amen to that. And- I would I would definitely say that the Devils had it slightly worse than the Flyers did. Um, but, you know, with many people on both clubs getting hit by it and, you know, or at the very least having to isolate because of it. And, you know, I don't think either team was the same after those pe- periods of time. And so, you know, like we've been talking about on our show, thinking about this season, you know, a year from now, two years from now, I think that the disappointment of this season for both our teams is going to dissipate a little bit because I think that we'll know more about the long-term effects. We'll know more about, you know, what was going on behind the scenes with the league and how they were dealing with it during this time. And I just think that we'll be a little bit more forgiving a little ways down the road. You want to add to that, Daniela? Yeah. I was just about to jump in. Uh, I agree with Rachel and I mean, I hate to be a Debbie downer, but I really don't think like, I mean, we talked about some of the bright spots in this, this season. I really don't see any more coming out of this. So for me as a Flyers fan, I'm just finishing the season, looking forward to next season I'm looking forward to the moves that need to be made in the off season to get this team where we expect them to be. So, yeah. Well, for any of our listeners, uh, there was a poll put out uh, amongst all of our locked on peers. And the question was, who is the most disappointing team? And 72% of them said the flyers, 8% said the blues and 4% said the stars. 
And um, overall, I would have to, I, I, I don't know. I, th- I feel like the stars, it's not fair due to COVID. Then, you know, the blues are just the blues. And then the other uh, receiving votes of the Flames, Bruins, Kings, and Sabres. I'm surprised the Sabres weren't even higher because losing 18 games in a row. And then uh, obviously I'm, sh- I'm so shocked that no one really said the Devils, but I guess no one really expected the Devils or the Sabres to do anything with it. And uh, I'm surprised the Bruins aren't a little higher because obviously they were the reigning President's Trophies winners from just a season ago. And, you know, now they're barely holding on to their uh, final playoff spot. And, you know, you have the Rangers creeping on in. And, you know, for the Flyers, we, we talked about at the beginning of the show saying like, you know, they were supposed to finish the top of the uh, Mass Mutual East Division, and um, that that didn't happen. So, you know, in here here we are, uh, you know, late April, almost May, and the Flyers are just very disappointing. There was a lot of infamous games for the Flyers, and overall, I think there's a lot of work to uh, be done in order for both of our teams to go back to the promised land. So anyway, I want to give you guys uh, some reactions and also predictions, because like I said, we're playing in a three game series set, and this is the final time that we're going to play each other this season. Um, Overall, I want to give you guys some of my reactions from uh, the previous two games. So uh, I I say the six to four win for the New Jersey Devils. I was just like, hallelujah. We finally win a game. I said, if we are going to win a game, it has to be against the, uh, the, the flyers because no offense to you guys but you know out of all the other teams that we have to face uh you know I'm, I'm more confident going up against the flyers just because it'll be a high offensive game and overall you don't need the best goaltending to face them but you know overall i was just like finally that it feels like a huge weight was lifted off uh, our back just getting that six to four win but uh the main reaction i want to talk about is when we blew that game with like 30 or so seconds remaining you guys, uh, or no, no, like 90 seconds remaining, and you guys uh, obviously uh, pulled uh, your goaltender. You got the extra attacker, and Giroux scores two goals within a 30-second frame to tie the game. And talk about clutch. This was the final period. It was the Devils for the taking, and that was one of the biggest choke jobs I have ever seen from an NHL team in recent memory how do you give up two goals within a 30 second frame when you had it in the bag what was your guys's reactions when your captain was able to come up clutch for you guys i mean that's what claude drew does it's been consistent this season that he in moments like that he just pulls the team on his back and you know pushes them to to overtime to give them the opportunity to um come back and win um you know, no offense. I mean, it's to me, it was like, it's against the devil. So, you know, if, if it was ever a team that you would come back against it, it's most would most likely be the devil. So it wasn't like, you know, I wasn't like thrilled. I mean, again, I just wish this effort was, was done in a season where they, you know, they needed these points to go into the playoffs to get better seating. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Claude Drew is amazing. He's awesome. He's the captain. I love him. Not surprised, not surprised that he would do that. Um, and again, it, we just talked about on our show for any uh, Flyers fans that ever say that Claude Drew, we should trade him, take the, take the C away. No, it's moments like that. You don't do that because he means so much to this team. He cares so much about winning. That's just another example of that. Yeah, I think there's a really skewed perspective of Claude Drew from kind of outside flyers fandom in that 
they just kind of look at some raw numbers and see that he doesn't score quite as many goals as maybe he used to, but he is driving play on a regular basis, game in, game out. And he, you know, this season is again, has been a little weird, but he gets a ton of assists and that's, that's his role and that's what he does. And he does it well. And like Danielle said, he just carries this team on his back in moments like that. And so it is not surprising to me at all that he would score two goals in the tail end of a game like that. Do you have any predictions on uh, how this game is going to go? Because I think it's safe to say that this game uh, and this series in general, it can really go either way because, you know, both of us aren't really, you know, doing the best, but obviously you guys are the far off favorites to win. And um, overall, it's just been like, for us, it's just been like uh, what you see is what you get kind of thing. So obviously in the first game, we were up two goals in uh, the final 90-second frame, and we we blew it all sky high. And then uh, the very next game, you know, we had a lead. We blew it again. and But luckily, Sharon Govich was able to get the game winner and the go-ahead. So, you know, it, it could really go either way for both of our respective teams. And it's just like – I, I don't know what could happen. What do you expect the flyers to maybe come out with a better sense of urgency? I mean, I, I know it's the New Jersey devils. I know we suck and I know we're probably not, um, you know, on your guys's top priority in terms of teams to look out for, but like overall, what's your prediction for this game? How do you think it's going to go from your perspective? Uh, you know, so we, me and Rachel, again, we've talked about this a ton on Lockdown Flyers. I mean, the Flyers are very up and down. So they'll lose a game, they'll win a game. They'll lose a game, they'll win a game. So I'm expecting them to win one of these last two games and then to drop one of these last two games. Uh, but every time I say something like that, they do the opposite. So I really don't, they might end up winning both or they might end up losing both. That's kind of how my luck uh, with predicting stuff with the Flyers this season has gone. Yeah, they'll probably show up for a a total of three periods of hockey between the two games. <laughs> that is yep. that is yep. my prediction. But I also predict like I I really think these games are gonna get super scrappy. Like I, I think based on how that second game went on Tuesday night, I feel like tensions are ready to boil over. Well, you know, we no no offense to you guys because you guys obviously you're you're just the messengers and as am I, but. It's just like, uh, we don't really like you guys. Like, we, we don't like the Flyers at all. So it's like, you know, it's always uh, tensions high, no matter uh, what the case might be. I saw the same way with the Rangers. And overall, you know, obviously this is a four-game series. And this is the closest, um, I would say, uh, playoff series we're going to get w- with one another. Because obviously, you know, uh, this is not going to happen for a while Um you know, it, it's sort of it's sort of like what um, a playoff series is, is looking like if, if both of us were in the playoffs. And, you know, it, it looks like that you guys are going to advance in this four game series. And overall, it, you know, it's really exciting to see. And this is one of the things I like about the scheduling is because, like, you know, obviously we played the Penguins in a three game set. We played uh, the Rangers in a four game set. And overall, you know, it, it just feels like it's a playoff series like, you know, uh, we, you don't really see that in hockey. You see that in baseball, but you don't see that in hockey. So it's really exciting. Uh, just, just, 
treating it as sort of, I guess, like a like a playoff series, I guess. And uh, overall for the New Jersey Devils is uh, I'm not getting on my high horse. Yes, we won a game, but we got extremely lucky, like extremely lucky. And despite going up against you guys in which you guys have had a disappointing year, um, you know, I don't expect um, I, I, I don't expect us to really, you know, do well. And uh, overall, like, you know, P.K. Subban is still out due to COVID and um you know, we're just trying to ease guys back into the rotation. And overall, um, you know, I'm just excited to see what, you know, our young guys do. That's all I could say. So, like, I don't know if you've noticed, like, uh, Hughes, Kulkinen, and Sharon Govich, but uh, I call them the kid line. And, you know, they actually do uh, fairly well. And overall, you know, uh, like you guys, it, it's either going to go really well or really, really bad. It's so hard to predict. And for the New Jersey Devils, I always say expect the worst from them, especially this season, because it just seems like, you know, uh, we we got really lucky to to finally snap that ten game losing streak and you know uh, keep the Sabers playoff streak uh, or not playoff but like uh, losing streak uh, infamously uh, alive. So uh, you know I, I guess that's the main takeaway. And, and we're just trying to limp to the finish line. We're just trying to get this over with. We're just letting the young guys go do their thing. Let our uh, goaltenders uh, be mediocre to inconsistent and. See what happens. But overall, you know, like 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 uh, you guys said, it's just like um, it's it's been disappointing. It's been very hard to watch and it's been painful. I don't know what you guys feel, but for me, hard to watch, painful, agony, disappointment, heartbreak. Uh, I'm I'm running out of adjectives. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. For for New Jersey. That I can relate to. Yeah. I was going to say, yep. Yep. that, That sounds familiar. Just like you, you think you have a chance to do so well. And then all of a sudden you get into a bad slump. You can't seem to climb out of it. And at this point, it's just like throwing the white towel. We threw in the white towel when we traded Zajac and Paul Mary away. That's, that was our white towel. And I'm just like, oh, we're not even trying to, um, you know, we're, we're not even trying to like, you know, at, at the very least become like, I guess, mediocre. And Overall, for New Jersey, they've just looked very lethargic, very inconsistent, and, and and I don't get it. Like how, like sometimes they're able to score a lot of goals, other nights they're not able to do so. I don't know if you guys saw when we scored scored uh, six goals against the uh, Penguins in one period. We still came out on the losing end, but it's just like, wow, it's just like, uh, where was that when we needed it? You know, uh, but yeah, it is, it is uh, in fact painful. But anyway, uh, you know, we 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 obviously have to keep our fans, you know, somewhat hopeful of our team. So. Do you have any like offseason teases or predictions for the Flyers? Like anything to look forward to during the offseason in terms of drafting, trade, signing someone? We've had a few of our more recent draft picks or prospects that, you know, just graduated college or whatnot that hopped on with the Phantoms this season and have looked incredible. And we talked about kind of the downside of COVID. Well, there really is, there's no upside, but the consequence of the OHL being canceled, we had a couple of our strongest prospects play for the Phantoms this season in Zade Wisdom and Tyson Forster. And, you know, Tyson Forster, who was our first round draft pick last year, just is surprising and delighting us, I think, at the AHL level and scoring a lot of goals. He's a creative play. His uh, 
you know, his skating has improved a lot. And so between Forster and Zade Wisdom from our more recent draft, and then we're rolling in Wade Allison and Cam York and Tanner Lozinski. And I just, we're getting some like fresh blood that are coming out of college and juniors that I think are going to be a lot of fun next season. Yeah, I would definitely echo that. And also just, you know, I think the biggest thing that a lot of Flyers fans are looking forward to is just to see what moves Chuck Fletcher makes this offseason. He didn't make any last offseason. He didn't make any at the tra- trade deadline, but he needs to. And this is a really important time for him. So um, I think that's what we're all focusing on. Um, and yeah, because I mean, like we said, this season has definitely been unexpected for the Flyers. We expect them in the playoffs next season. So we're really just waiting for Chuck to make those moves. Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm on the same boat as you uh, girls, which is just like, uh, I, I just want to see what Fitzy has in store. Obviously, we have uh, two first round draft picks and I'm just I'm just waiting. Maybe maybe we do something special. Maybe we do something crazy. But at this point, it's like we need to think outside the box. So obviously we have our young guys. We have Holtz. We got Mercer. Um, you know, we got Hughes, we got Sharon Govich, Quokinen, Smith, like we have our young guys. So uh, we have our, um, you know, two former first overall picks in Heizer and Hughes. Uh, we got our kid line. We got uh, Holtz and Smith. Uh, so Smith was obviously in contention for the Calder Memorial Trophy at the beginning of the year. And then obviously he's still one of the best rookies out in the East uh, Division. And um uh, overall, it, I think we're just waiting for Holtz to see if maybe he can possibly win a Calder Memorial Trophy. And I, I think we have it set. I think now it's time for Fitzy to do something crazy and not the crazy that will make me suffer a heart attack and pull my hair out again, but um, something that's just like, this is what's going to put us over the top or this is so crazy that it might just work. That's what we need. Like, you know, uh, that that's what I'm thinking for right now. So I'm waiting to see what Fitzy has in store. In fact, I have a I have a theory that he made us lose 10 games in a row. So that way we could uh, disappoint Jason Hernandez of Locked On Ducks and overall just uh, try to get Luke Hughes. But obviously that's still up in the air. And, uh, I, I, and you know, having the Hughes brothers on a team, that could work. Or, you know, maybe I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he tries to include it in a trade package, whatever the case might be. That's a major hot take. Or, but and you know, nothing is set in stone right now. I'm just speculating at this point, but um, overall, I'm excited to see what the New Jersey Devils do in the offseason because we need to uh, ship some guys away. So, I anticipate Siegenthaler and I, I anticipate Murray for remaining on the team. I, I think Janssen will be uh, dealt away, and uh, obviously, we got to keep an eye on uh, the Seattle Kraken expansion draft. I think Subban will be gone for us. and. Overall, we're just waiting for, um, you know, we're, we're, we're just waiting. We're just waiting. We're speculating. We're on our hands and uh, we're, we're on our hands and knees just just hoping like and praying like something good for us to happen because it's been a disappointing year, to say the least. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Uh, speaking of Fitzy, I don't know if you talk about this on your show ever, but his son, Ryan, plays for the Phantoms yeah, and is just, actually one of the top scorers on the Phantoms, which is really fun to watch. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that. I forgot who brought it up, but I, I someone told me about that. I was like, wow, I didn't know that. So if he is brought up, if he brings you guys, if he's brought up to the Flyers and, um, you know, hypothetically does well and, and specifically against us, I'm going to be pissed. Quite honestly. <laughs> But, but yeah, yeah, I so, so, think he's on an AHL only contract, if I recall correctly. 
oh well then i have nothing to worry about but you know things i mean you know things could change we had another player max willman who was on an ahl only contract and he got signed to an nhl contract for next season so you never know all right so any final thoughts I will say, I think that whatever moves the Flyers or the Devils do this offseason, they have to hit because this division that we're in is just, it's a bloodbath. And <laughs> trying to get into the playoffs is going to be so hard. So whatever moves they make, they need to hit on them um, as soon as possible. And I agree with you, like, because we, 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 we need that. Uh, we need some excitement because I'm tired of just... Uh, you know, not making the playoffs and overall, because, you know, we, after our uh, Stanley cup appearance, I believe we've only uh, appeared in one playoff uh, series uh, the past uh, few years and, and we got knocked out in the first round. So I'm tired of sucking. It sucks to suck. And at least you guys could say you've been to the playoffs more times than us in recent years, but you know, at the same time, still haven't won a Stanley cup since what the 1970s, I, I believe, you know, the, I don't think any of us were born then. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just had to just the rivalry in me, just the rivalry in me. <laughs> You've I'm taken sorry. a couple of jabs at us. In this episode. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm and, sorry. It's and my... I was born then. So, you oh. know. Oh, well, my, my bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just a competitive nature of me. No, I have respect uh, for the flyers. And like I told you guys, you, even though it's been a disappointing season for you guys, you still have more success to talk about than us. Like, your success last season is more success than we've had uh, in years. So, you know, if that makes you feel any better. So yeah, we, 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 we suck. We, we suck. Okay. But I've, uh, I, you know, I just want to, I, I guess, just say that like, you know, all jokes aside, I, I respect the flyers. I respect the organization and I respect uh, your guys' success. And even though, uh, you know, I might not wish it while we're playing you guys, especially in this uh, four game series, I totally wish you guys the best with your off season and hopefully it's uh, it, it goes well. And hopefully you guys are back in the playoffs next season, because like I said, I actually had you guys as one of the four teams to make the playoffs um, th this season for the East division. No harm, no foul, Trey. We absolutely get it. <laughs> That's what this rivalry is about. Right. But same to you. Definitely the devils uh, hoping they, they can rebound and, and get into the playoffs uh, as soon as they can. Hopefully, but you know, it's, it's been years now, but anyway, I want to thank you guys for uh, just coming on and talking flyers and devils and uh, let's just limp across the finish line. Let's get this season over with uh, deal and drinks are on me. <laughs> Sounds good. I hope I still have your guys' attention because uh, we are towards the end of this show. But first and foremost, it's time for the third live read this morning. Yes, I still have to do these. And it comes from betonline.ag. So betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. This week, tons of sports are going on right now. So the NFL draft is on and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Baseball season is in full swing, no pun intended. And you can track all the action at betonline.ag. Get the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online and use your laptop or mobile device and be sure to check out all the grading sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs, unless you're the New Jersey Devils, okay? So let's face it right there. So head over to the website and use your mobile device 
price to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So use the promo code Locked On. Remember that. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed that crossover with Danielle and Rachel of Locked On Flyers. Like I told you guys, I apologize for not posting an episode yesterday, but obviously uh, I was busy and I had some other stuff to do. But I am proud of our boys for getting the win. So hopefully this, uh, you know, this sort of episode of us analyzing. Uh, the Flyers and the Devils and overall this series and our past encounters this season makes up for it because I wanted to give you guys a two full length episode. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. And uh, yeah, continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Game three of four against the Philadelphia Flyers. Hopefully we can maybe split this series or maybe potentially win it if we win these uh, next two games against them. And remember, I actually make a mistake. Uh, we actually have to play the Flyers in our final, final game this season on May the 10th. Remember, that game was uh, due to uh, COVID. It had to be rescheduled to May 10th, and I totally forgot about that. It wasn't on the schedule originally, but now it is May 10th is when we uh, play the Flyers uh, for the last time. So, uh, yeah, I made a mistake, and that's my fault. But anyway, uh, continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils, and let's see what we can do. Hopefully, we can go on a win streak again.